Hi, I'm Gary and this is episode 63 of EV Musings, a podcast about renewables, electric vehicles and things that are interesting to electric vehicle owners. On the show today, we'll be returning to our occasional series on the electric vehicles that are currently on the market and we'll be looking at the Kia e-Nero. Before we start, I wanted to remind you about my Patreon account at patreon.com slash evmusings. Please support in any way you can if you find this podcast interesting slash informative slash or if you just feel sorry for me and want to bung me a couple of quid each month. Our main topic of discussion today is the Kia e-Nero. We've done a series of episodes on the different EVs on the market already. So if you see the show notes for links to episodes on the i3, the Nissan Leaf, the I-Pace, the Kia Soul, the Model S, the Model 3 and the Renault Zoe. And that was pretty much the full EV market when we started doing this podcast. Since then, the market has expanded tremendously and we hope to expand this series during the season. If you own one of the newer models on the market, such as the Honda e, the MG ZS EV, the Polestar, the Corsa e or the Mini, please drop me a line at evmusings at gmail.com if you want to come on the podcast and chat about it with me. The first car we're going to be looking at this season is the Kia e-Nero. The Kia is the second full electric vehicle from the Kia brand after the Soul EV, which I drive. They are, of course, a sister company to Hyundai, and the Kona and the e-Nero share very similar underpinnings. The e-Nero comes in two different battery sizes, 42kWh and 68kWh. The usable battery in each of these is 39.2kWh and 64kWh, respectively. An e-Nero will set you back £29,595 for the 39kWh, and 33,850 for the 64 kilowatt hour model. Both come fully spec'd up with variable cruise control, lane keeping assist, and heated seats, heated steering. The latest version of the e-Nero has one or two upgrades to the earlier version that we'll talk about in a moment. To help me discuss and analyze what the e-Nero has to offer, I'm joined today by e-Nero owner and YouTuber, Andrew Till. Andrew recently completed a round the country journey for charity in his e-Nero, started in Canterbury, and travelling to Land's End, John O'Groats, and back to Canterbury. Uh, congratulations on your uh, six, uh, successful <laughs> run around the uh, UK um, in the Nero. I'm, uh, I'm hoping you had a good time doing that. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was, fun. It was fantastic. Yes, <laughs> no problems <laughs> at all. I honestly worked every time and uh, it was all good. Yeah, thank you. Everyone who mentions the e-Nero is always astonished by the actual range it will get. The official figures for the range from the EV database are anything from 165 miles to 340 miles, depending on the weather and type of driving. I asked Andrew what his real life experience was after driving 11,000 miles in his car. Right. So right now we're on uh, four miles uh, to the kilowatt hour. So if you do four times 64, what's that? 256? I think uh, my maths might be incorrect there, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're on 256 miles at the moment, and that's uh, doing the school run. That's a little bit of city driving and a little bit of 60 miles an hour going up and down a hill. So that's actually really good efficiency, I think. Four miles per kilowatt hour for a car that's as big as the e-Nero is not bad going. It's not as good as the master of efficiency, the Ionic, but it's certainly not an issue. I asked Andrew if this efficiency drops in the cold. Not too much because I'm I'm quite um, I'm quite careful just to put on the the heated steering wheel and the heated seats. Mm-hmm. I don't try, I don't tend to do the blower very much um, unless it gets really cold. Um, and also I do try to precondition it if it's plugged in as well. So yeah, it's a diff- it's a difficult one, and it's been quite I mean it's been quite a mild year really. Um, so I just don't remember. I don't remember what kind of hit it, hit we kept. But uh, I imagine it will go down from four. I, from memory, I think it will go down to like three point 
8 or something like that, 3.7, 3.8 miles per kilowatt hour. So it's not too bad anyway. And it's got a heat pump, the, the e-Nero, so yeah. that makes it more efficient. But as we've said numerous times on this podcast, larger batteries are issues if you don't have good recharging speeds. The absolute maximum I've uh, achieved, I think, is 76 kilowatts. Um, that's not bad because it peaks at 77 doesn't it it peaks at 77 which I so yeah that's that's the unicorn i have not seen that yet i'm hoping to when i do this big road trip <laughs> i'm hoping to see that but for the moment 76 is pretty good um i you know i do i do wish that it had sort of tesla sort of speeds for charging that would be nice but um as it is it's not too bad the the main issue is that it does you know if the battery is not heated enough then of course it will be much slower than that and i have I have turned up at Ionity and you pay the ridiculous Ionity rates and then you end up not getting the kind of speed that you really want, uh, which is a bit annoying. But anyway, it's uh, that's just one of those things. The, the, newer, the newer one, it seems, I think it's a bit better with that because it does have a battery heater. And although although that's not the same as preconditioning the battery necessarily, I do think it, I do think it makes the speed a little better. 76 kilowatt charging is not bad at all for a car that peaks at 77 kilowatts. Of course, this all depends, as we've said before, on the charge curve. I asked Andrew if he'd seen the charge curve. I have, yeah. I've seen the Fastnet one, yeah. 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 Does that um, kind of match your expectation, or have you not actually looked at it in that level of detail? Funnily enough, I was looking into that yesterday. Um, I, was looking, I was looking at it and looking at a Bjorn Nyland video as well, just seeing how it, how it is for him. And... Um, yeah, I I haven't actually followed it exactly, but it sounds about right. Yeah, I, I've I think I've probably filmed myself looking at the charging speed, and it's about right. I think, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it it gets you know it gets so geeky, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, it uh, it drops off around at around oh, seventy like seventy five percent, seventy six percent, I think, and then it kind of starts going down quite. Yeah, going down a little bit, and then it gets really slow right near the end. As a general rule. Anyone who has an EV tends to wax lyrical about how good it is. There are exceptions. James Coates from James and Kate has been quite vocal about the issues he's had with his Model 3, to the point of wanting to get rid of it and replace it with a Polestar. But I like to find out what are the issues EV owners have with their cars. So, um, what don't I like? about? Okay, so the first obvious thing I would say is the look of it. I mean, the, the, the Ian Euro bless it you know i mean it's not a bad looking car necessarily but it does look like an angry hippo <laughs> I, I don't think it's the most beautiful car so you know i i look at the polestar too and i just think oh you know god i would love that oh, yes. yeah you know that is that's a stunner yeah i don't even i mean to be honest i don't even love the look of the tesla very much i mean i i you know but it does the job better that i would say than the nero for me you know i think it's a better looking car anyway but you know, all of that is irrelevant, really. The car itself is fantastic, but other things that I don't like. So the twelve volt battery, I've had that die on me three times, I think now. That's because I've got something plugged in to the OBD port, this little diagnostic port um, that gives me a state of charge, things like that. That's called um, OVMS. Yeah. So I've done a video about that before, and uh, yeah, so I have that plugged in. Um, if you have that in, or like a dash cam, then you will find that the Enero is not very good at recharge in the 12 volt battery it uh, does it a certain amount of times and then it assumes if there's if it's been continually drained it assumes there's something wrong and it just won't bother topping it up and then you get to the car and you find it won't start so i've had That's that interesting. yeah I've, I've had that happen a few times and other evs do have similar issues um certainly the kona um because kona and e-nero are like 
brothers or sisters or cousins, whatever you want to call it. The I believe the i3 has also had issues like that as well. So all EVs, apart from I think the Model Y, they all have 12 volt batteries, which is madness. Um, so that's and it's just the e it does a really bad job, I think, of keeping that topped up. So yeah, the 12 volt battery. Um, what else is there? It's an expensive car. I mean, it's it's a it's good value when you consider it. You know, with the the range. To, but it is thirty five thousand pounds, and it is the, the the inside. It's a scratchy plastic fest, really. It's a it's um it's not a great looking interior for the money. Um, you know, you could pay that kind of money for an ice car, and uh, and you'd get you know like a BMW that would look amazing inside, for instance. So you know, but that's not bad in the grand scheme of things either. Um, you can't turn off the um, the lane keep assist or VES. Uh, which is the sound that it emits. You know, you can't turn those off as default. And I know that they're, they're safety features effectively, but I like I like crawling around without it making a sound. I don't like the fess sound. <laughs> um, and uh, and lane keep assist drives me mad because on the way to school, it's it's it, it, there aren't two lanes. It's a, a fast road, but there aren't two lanes. There's room for two cars, but it will keep going beep, 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 and it will try to force me back into the middle of the road while the other car's coming. So yeah, I've got to turn off lane keep assist all the time, and that drives me mad. And then when you start back up, it's put it back on by default. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there's not much. The sat nav, I wish there was the Tesla experience. I wish I could just get it to, you know, I wish it would knew, know what the state of charge is, you know, when I was going to get to a charger and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I use CarPlay all the time anyway. I have yeah. the CarPlay on. And so really that's the job for a better route planner to, to sort out, hopefully. And the only other thing, um, I was just are things actually that the new trim sort out. So there's a new trim called the 4 Plus, and that comes out in November. Mm-hmm. And that has faster AC charging. It'll do 11 kilowatts. Uh, the driver's uh, memory seat on the driver's side, and having an app and all that kind of thing. That's all stuff that I don't have, but you can get it in the new e-Nero. So overall, there aren't very many bad points, I would say. There are some surprising good points, though, Right. Well, that's a that's a good one. You know, that is quite basic, I think, in terms of functions. Um, and coming from the Leaf to the e Nero, there's not much the e Nero does that the Leaf didn't do. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a bit less when you consider that the e Nero that I have doesn't have the app. Um, so the thing that surprised me the most is actually not a feature or function. It's more the fact that um, it's really well it's a really good design i think i mean apart from the fact it looks like an angry hippo as i said but the interior space i think is very good for a family car it's very functional mm-hmm. um and the size is good it's not too big it's easy to park you know things like that it's not too it's not too wide so um it's good for for driving around the city so that's the thing i know it's not related to the ev but i think that nero is actually a really good shape uh, the other thing I suppose that, I, that has surprised me is the efficiency. It just blows me away how good that is. And just the fact that in the Leaf, I don't think it ever went above a 100-mile range. I mean, it, it may have done. My memory's bad. But in this, the, it just keeps going for ages. I mean, I don't have to charge it for two weeks, you know, doing the, doing the school run. As I said, that's 24 miles a day. And it's uh, so just the range and efficiency really amazes me. So summarizing Andrew's experience with the e-Nero, he bought it as a replacement of his leaf because he wanted to do a trip to Italy. He did the trip to Italy with minimal issues, and there's a link to the videos in the show notes. He thinks it looks like an angry hippo. His wife thinks the Model 3 looks like a toy car. He's astonished by the range he's getting, and he wishes he had the app. 
but is he satisfied with his purchase? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really, we've, we both love it. And um, my wife loves it. And that's obviously very important and more important mm-hmm. than my opinion. Um, so yes, it has. I, you know, I keep going on about it, but the range really is just amazing. I mean, you can't, I just can't get over it still. And it's still a novelty, you know, the fact that it, you get so much mileage out of it. And um, I mean, it's still, it's still a novelty to me, the whole electric car thing in general, to me, just <laughs> charging up at home. I still can't believe how amazing that is and just driving yeah. on electricity. Um, I I still, you know, after three years of driving EVs, I still can't get over that. But yeah, so the e-Nero, it's an amazing machine. Yeah, absolutely love it. And I would I would miss it, I think, getting another EV. And really the only reason that, that we would probably consider getting another one is just the fact that I would just want to, you know, play the field a little bit, I suppose, and just try something else. Um, uh, the grass is always greener, isn't it? I know, but but really, it's going to be difficult to beat the uh, the Koreans with their with their powertrains. Are pretty amazing how they've done it. The, the, wow. Just the efficiency blows me away. Yeah. Um, so as I say, yeah, I probably I probably will end up getting something else, but um, but I will miss the Nero. Yeah. It's time for a cool EV or renewable thing to share with your listeners. We've talked several times on the podcast about electrifying last mile deliveries. Everything that comes to your house comes via a truck of some sort at some stage. More so if you use delivery services such as UPS or Amazon. Earlier this year, we talked about how startup company Arrival was looking at providing 10,000 electric delivery vans for UPS. After providing a boxy looking alpha version for a UPS to play with, they've now released what they say is a beta version. It looks more like the traditional delivery truck with a slope front to make it a little bit more aerodynamic. What caught my eye is the manufacturing process. As the linked article says, Arrival's vans are modular and use proprietary thermoplastic composites for body panels. This allows the vehicles to be assembled in factories that are dramatically smaller than a traditional factory. They also won't need paint shops in the assembly line because the composite panels used don't require it. Additionally, there won't be any need for any welding to be performed at the micro factories. With a battery pack ranging from 44kWh to 130kWh, this should fit any last mile delivery requirement. And that's the show for today. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. My thanks to Andrew Till for his time today. Always a pleasure talking to him. Check out his YouTube channel, links in the show notes. The full interview I did with Andrew will be available on the EV Musings Redux podcast, linked in the show notes. If you want to contact me, please use the EV Musings Twitter account, Musings EV, or I can be emailed at evmusings at gmail.com. If you want to support the podcast and newsletter, please consider contributing to become an EV Musings patron. The link's in the show notes. If you want a quick reference book to read on your Kindle, I wrote a little something called So You've Gone Electric. It's available on Amazon Worldwide for the measly sum of 99p or equivalent, and it's a great little introduction to living with an electric car. At the moment, it's free on Kindle Unlimited, or if you're in the Kindle Lending Library, please check it out. Links for everything we've talked about in the podcast today are in the description. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review as it helps raise visibility and extend our reach in search engines. Thanks, as always, to my co-founder, Simon. You know, he started doing animal drawings to widen his skill set. He's done cats, dogs, lions, giraffes and anteaters. I saw one drawing the other day of an old car he used to drive in. Is that part of your animal set? I asked. He said... Bless it, you know. I mean, it's not a bad-looking car necessarily, but it does look like an angry hippo. Thanks for listening. Bye.